Welcome to episode 124 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, so welcome along to episode 124 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Hart. How you going, mate? I'm good. Yourself? It's pretty early right now, isn't it? It's pretty early. It's early in the morning because we've just had an interview with Stephen Bayliss. And cool. we're putting that on after the this, about a half, about half hour, 25 minutes or so. Yeah, about 25 minutes. Athlete on the move, winning races. He's on the move. Mm. Anyway, uh, uh, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. Don't forget the discount code IMTalk when you go into the checkout. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. He's, he's trying to confuse me <laughs> lately because there's an order and he always does this to me. <laughs> for all your results in tracking and social needs. Trybuys.com. When does it when does it finish? First of the month. Oh, so if you listen if you're gonna look okay, so the two hundred dollar shipping is finishing at the first of the month. There is gonna be a change to that, which is still good, but uh, if you wanna get the two hundred dollar shipping, get on right now. Been the first of September. So this week's show, we've got news. We've got a few races last weekend, which is good. We've got a hot topic of the week. We've got age group of the week. We've got an interview with Stephen Bayless, which we just mentioned, and there's a couple of questions and answers at the end. So first of all, big race last weekend. I'm in Canada. Just at the weekend, and the website was sort of fluttering a little bit. Some guys uh, were certainly struggling to get the live coverage, and the the live update wasn't actually working that well because I was sort of keeping tabs on what was going on uh, impressive race so Brian Rhodes took it out um, oh, he Rosie, was eh? second off the bike he was sort of fourth out of the swim second off the bike and then um, the guy who was leading off the bike Mark Van Ekeren, uh exploded on the run ran a 335 so he sort of fell off the, the radar we see I can't even find him he is down there in oh, seven, okay. 17th so he was dominating in blue First off the bike, and then yeah, Rhodesy was second, uh, clear second, which was a really good ride, four four forty one, and then he just ran ran steady through uh, two fifty five. Ran that's a good run for Rhodesy. So all round, it was just a good steady race, consistent four, race. Eh? Yeah. Forty nine swim, four forty one, two fifty five total time, eight hours thirty, and you always tend to find that eight hours thirty is about the mark for Ironman Canada. It is, it, isn't it? it yeah. Takes. Kieran Doe, I think last year was about the same time. And so did Doe race? No, he didn't. He's. Uh, I just read a, an article about him yesterday and he got a got sick and uh, he was going to race Kona he's not doing that now and so he's changed his focus to going and qualifying for Clearwater and then he's going to go and do Clearwater and not do Kona I think his big part of his year was was training up for Kona so oh, okay so <coughs> Rosie did very very well there in second place we had Bernard Hibble who's an Austrian dude who's 37 and spent many years racing on the World Cup circuit First Ironman he's ever done, came in and uh, wasn't far off taking the race at 8 hours 34. So I've said this uh, several times in the past, but I think you know a lot of short course guys, the guys who have done the World Cup, can quite easily step up and really show these sort of more and veteran he's 37. Yeah. yeah, I can just step up and say, you know, <clears throat> here's my leg speed, slap people in the face. Slap them in the face with it. And, uh, and away you go. So I think... Perhaps, you know, this year or maybe uh, next year we'll see a few more guys. Because um, the Olympics have passed, yeah. and so they'll kind of move on. Moving on. Yep. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what Andy Potts does uh, later this year. If, if he races Kona, um, you have the potential. Oh, wonder, Andy Potts is an interesting one, isn't it? I wonder how, like, guys are going to respect them, mm. obviously, but I wonder 
what kind of race it's fascinating to see how I go if, if I was in his shoes I'd just go for it you know I'd just <laughs> think bugger this if I blow up it, it's kind of a no, no win situation you know people like me would expect him to do well and um, and so I think he should just go for it and if he blows up he blows up you know just give, yeah. it, give it a crack first time and then he can go off and learn from it so yeah. I think he shouldn't go in there with all those um, preconceived and ideas also an interesting kind of point in his career he didn't make the Olympics it was this huge goal I'm not sure how old the guy is but I don't think he's young is he he's not super young yeah for it? ITU at least yeah and it's like does he hold out for London mm. or does he change his path and maybe work down our path yeah I welcome think, welcome to the Jedi side yeah I think he will focus more on the halves and non-drafting races uh, and, and the thing you've got to remember about London course it's highly likely it's going to be very very flat so it's not going to suit the all-round athlete it's just going to be a runner's race um, sorry for keeping up Evan oh man it's early in the morning <laughs> so we'll oh. see what happens he does uh, what he does Jasper Blake was in third place there he was was he defending champion or did he win the year before last? He's won it once No, before. it was two years ago because um, Doe won it last year. That's right. Yeah. So he did 8.36. Anything else of note? Uh, Gordo didn't have such a good race there. Yeah, um, I don't know what he was there. only finished in 19th place. was never really on the pace. A 54 swim, 5.0 something on the bike, and then just a 3.06. I'm not quite sure there. Hey, I swim faster than Gordo on road. Nice <laughs> <laughs> one. You remind him of that next time you see him. Oh, I'm loving that, Gordo. <laughs> Quite good times overall in terms of um, top 10, 8.51 for 10th, so you know you had to be on, on the game to get in the top 10. Um, it wasn't a very fast man swim, you had a couple guys around 50, but then everyone else was around 54. Yeah, there was a few really speedy guys, Jan Sieberson was there and he, he really ripped it, but um, yeah, yeah Rhodesy coming out in 49, he's often just a couple of minutes quicker oh, 46. than 46. Yeah, so he had a bit, that was the guy who was leading after swimming the bike. So that was the, the guy's side of things. And the big thing on the woman's side of things, old Granger dominated the dojo, didn't she? Killed it on the bike. Killed four, four it. 452. <coughs> and uh, as you'll hear in the interview coming up, um, apparently the Team BB were very, very impressed with that bike ride, saying it was one of the most dominating rides of ever. Well, Brett was ever saying seen. he thinks it's the best ever. Yeah, yeah so 452 on that course in Canada, it's a, it's a tough little course. You know, you've got. A couple of passes you've got to ride over there, so it's it's solid. Um, and Blinda for 54 swim, three uh, 4.52 on the bike, and a 3.26 on the run. So Blinda's not the greatest runner, and you never know in these sort of situations whether they sort of button off on the run. You know, you've got the, the win well and truly under wraps. She was 10 minutes in front, and uh, whether you just sort of button off and say, well, yeah. I've won it. She probably did. Save, save my legs for another day. She'll, she'll be racing Kona, you yeah, would think. Yeah, Kona would be the big focus now, wouldn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for the paycheck, and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll just cruise in for finish. Alison Fitch came in at second. 9.26. And then Heather... Heather Wirtle. Wirtle. Wirtle was third in 9.39. So other interesting notes there. Lisa Bentley only managed fifth. She's a multiple winner there. Desiree Fickers, um, pretty terrible sort of run since Kona continues. She only managed to run a 3.35. Oh, I know what you look at this day and think, well, it was, you know, con- you know, like it's not a terrible day. Uh, it's pretty bad when she's, <laughs> when she can, she, you know, she's, she's, she's one of the better runners in the sport, and she can only run a three thirty-five. You know, she's losing eleven yeah. minutes there to Belinda Granger, so something clearly has gone sort of wrong there because she was, she was on fire, you know, uh, maybe two years ago. And maybe it's because she lost focus when she went to marathon for a while. Uh, she could have done, but um, yeah, it's uh, not particularly impressive. Um, Okay, you close that page, so I won't oh, do that. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to give the first male and female age group as uh, a oh, mention there, but, okay, sorry, uh, but luck, we won't do that. Chuck. Yeah. Uh, Ember Man? Oh, Extreme Man. Extreme Man. Do we have the results of that? Hungry? I don't know if we do or not. Okay, let's just say we haven't. Okay, we won't. <laughs> let's have a pause and see if we have. No, no, you keep talking. I'll see if they come up the Canadian. 
the international so triathlon. It's a, a long-standing race in Plymouth. Hungary. Extreme Man. In the, it's interesting that their website is Ironman.hu, yeah. which is obviously for Hungary. And I wonder if WTC know about that. <laughs> That's crazy. They've got away with it. That's risky stuff. Let's keep that secret screw. Yeah, don't yeah. don't tell anybody. Yeah, um, but we don't have the results here, so it would have been an Why amazing you race. On the website, Bevan. I have, and it's taking forever. <laughs> I'm trying to. Okay, well, before no, 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 no. We haven't mentioned. You haven't got anything about the Olympics. Yeah, I have. Oh, have coming you? up. Oh, well, see, the website doesn't come up. It's terrible. Um, um, Extreme man happened on the twenty second of August. For God's sake! I hate pausing. Here we go. He's a pause. Ah. Oh. They do have some results, but it's very... We don't even know if it's the right year. 1969, I think it is, you know. Yeah, so next year, it's on the 29th of August if people want to race. Okay, so there you go. So anyway, coming up this weekend, we've got a few big races, actually, but long course world championships are happening for the ITU. Like we mentioned this last week, this is going to be quite an uh, exciting race because we're going to have Chrissy Wellington racing up against Yvonne Van Clerken. Now, Yvonne Van Clerken isn't actually on the start list, but um, we understand she is racing, so... That should be a pretty cool race. Can't really see too many other athletes on the female side of things that are going to challenge, but you never know. These startlists sometimes aren't super uh, up to date, so I think it's going to be a very big field, is it? No, it it often isn't at the World Long Course Champs. You you usually get a couple of really strong athletes there, and and that's more or less it. So, so is it a race that peasants can do? Us peasants? Yeah, it's age group. Age group is you've got to qualify. um, Most countries have different qualifying criteria. You can't just go and enter it. Um, You do need to qualify. But they they have different time slots for each age group. Uh, it's often placing, so you've got to go and maybe do you for for New Zealanders. We've got to you got to go. No, no, no. I mean on race day, they start. The th- uh, I would, um, I, they don't have a messed up. I'm not quite sure. Norm, the, this race is is a race that's on every year in, in Almira, so it's a very long-standing iron distance race. So, I'm not quite sure what they're doing this year. The guys side of things, who's the next looking for? We've got uh, Victor Semensev is racing. Paul Ambrose, um, Peter Vibrusic, uh and a few other guys. <laughs> Jonas, Jonas Colting is making um, a, a good race here, and a few good Frenchies. You always get a few good Euros racing. Um, it's Sebast- good for the PR, isn't it? Yeah, Sebastian yeah. Berlier, um, uh, Fra- Stefan Bignet. I think Stefan Bignet may have won last year or the year before. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes on the guys' side of things, but I'm looking forward to seeing the girls racing. Okay, we've also got Ironman Louisville happening. Louisville. Louisville. Don't that pronounce that S. People get angry when no, you I know, they do yes. get angry S, don't they? Now, we had it up here before. Where has it gone? Oh, you wouldn't be losing things. Here we go. You keep talking, John. So, on the guys' side of things, Chris McDonald won the race last year. Yep, So he's Our back Chris. to defend his title. So he's had he's had a reasonably good year. He had a sort yeah. of step-up performance in, in Rote. He wanted to go a bit quicker than what he did, but he's certainly stepped up there. Another name to watch there will be Michael Golner, the, the German dude who's only 28, very, very strong athlete. The Germans really talk him up a lot, so he's got quite a bit of potential. So I think Andrew be, Johns? Yeah, he's definitely a name to watch. He's a short-course guy, so I thought he was older than 34, but he's uh, certainly a name to watch. Uh, if he's within Kui of them coming off the bike, he could uh, do some damage, and I think those would probably be the, the main three to sort of look out for. Hopefully um, Chris can take it out again, eh? You hope so. Yeah. Female side of things... 
We have Hillary Biscay. Good old Hillary. Hey, love your work, Hillary. You just keep on trucking, don't you? I think she could be uh, certainly in amongst the mix. Rebecca Preston, she's backing up from Canada. She started Canada, but I didn't see her name in the in the finish list, so not quite sure what was going on there. But she's probably the the favourite there, along with I did see the Danish girl in there, uh, Elizabeth Christensen as well. Heather so Golnick. I think those would be the main ones to watch, along with Heather Golnick. Okay, beautiful. So bring it on. Good, good luck to everyone racing there this weekend. Mm. You know, kick some butt. Try to win the fastest transition. Fastest transition gets yeah. a prize. We've got a few races coming up this weekend as well. The International Austrian Tri. The Canadian 226. And Plymouth Rock Tri Festival, which is obviously a lot of races in one. So last week, this this time last week, we were talking the talk, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we'd already seen the women's race, hadn't we? we the had. men's race was coming up. I, I had a pretty exciting day. I, it was my birthday and... Lots of people sent me, actually, it was, so many people sent me emails saying happy birthday, it was a bit of a pain in the bum because I had so many emails. But, but hey, loved, loved it. Thank you very much for doing that. Got home, my daughter's coming home around 3 o'clock. I thought I'll plan this, sit down. I stole my TV out of my, out of my flatmate's bedroom, put it in the lounge, set up, had the fire started. I was all comfortable. Yeah. I was, got my daughter home from school. I said, come here, sit and watch triathlon with me. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. She had experience. She goes, Dad, I don't like triathlon. <laughs> so I was all by myself. But the race was amazing. What do you think, Jumbo? It was a good race. Uh, yeah, far more exciting. The women's race was a bit of a procession. wasn't yeah. really that interesting. Um, guys' race was good. The swim, I, I really think Andy Potts would have changed the dimension of that race a little bit. It would have really spread the swim out a bit. The yeah, the swim was, yeah, it was just a pack, wasn't it? And, and there weren't any standout swimmers. I mean, Shane Reid's a, is a good swimmer, but he's not a swimmer swimmer. So do you kind think of, he was foolish to lead it? Or no, he, he, he was, was racing for Bevan. Team tactics as okay. well. So yeah. uh, it was interesting to see the team tactics did actually come in there. Yeah. Um, and there was a few teams that had a designated team man. So... I didn't think that would happen, but it's it's it's, it's really a sign of things to come. I think so. Shane so, so okay, racing. on the perspective of that sport, mm-hmm. the dark side, is that going to kill the sport? It could do at those <coughs> big championship races because it's going to just prevent breakaways happening on the bike. Yeah. Um, and that was Shane Reed's job, and he did that a couple of times. He, he basically just got on the front and rode some good tempo when there were guys off the front, and there was also a Canadian fellow doing the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it certainly could. Um, but I think if, as long as they make the courses hard enough, if they have Athens type courses, then uh, it's going to be. It's not going to happen, eh? Because no, the strongest guys will come through. Yeah. So it was it was a good race. Uh, not many people would have predicted the winner. I think a lot of the Germans um, knew that Jan, Jan Frondino, I think that's how you pronounce it, yep. was a very good athlete and had the potential. He's had lots of podiums on the World Cup, never won a World Cup race. Oh, really? Wow. So uh, a big surprise. He would have been paying good money at the TAB, but I doubt anybody would have backed him. So. Did you put money on anyone? I didn't really, no. I mean, I had a little bit of a, a multi-bet going with um, Gomez, <laughs> but that didn't come off, but I wasn't really expecting that. Okay, so wait a second. So the bike was a bit of a non-event. It Coming was. off the bike, what were you thinking? Do you think this is Gomez's race? Uh, no, I always said that I, I had doubts about Gomez. But normally no, in that situation? Pressure. Normally, th- that, that situation, same thing happened in the trial event. Came off the bike, Gomez would get on the front, he'd r- run a really good tempo, people would be hanging on, and then uh, he'd, just, he'd, he'd just wind it up and up and up, and then yeah. he'd just kill them, and he'd win by a good 30, 30 to 60 seconds. Because so, at what point did you think he's not going to get there? So, very early on, he was not on the front, he didn't look like he was coming to the front, and I, I automatically knew, knew he wasn't going to win. Okay. So, uh, because uh, you knew he didn't have a sprint. Well, no, just it's not his game plan just to sit in there and wait. Yep. And I figured there must be something wrong. And then when he did come through to the front, tried to up the pace, nothing happened. Everybody just sat on him. And it, yeah. was, it was no problem. So I, I thought um, when it came into the, the closing stages and when Le- uh, not Lessing, when Whitfield, Whitfield got back on and he did his sprint, I thought he's got that. He looked fantastic. Yeah. 
a good cadence, good good turnover, and I thought he's going to take it. <coughs> You're right. And then uh, Frondino or whatever came through, and he's just a big man, and he was just too big, too strong. So did you think people was going to get there, or I thought he had a good chance, but as soon as they, um, he, he he never made a move, you know. And, yeah. and some people are saying, "Oh, Bevan never made a move," blah, blah blah. And that indicates to me that he was probably on the rivet the whole yeah. bloody way yeah. and just battling to hang on. Yeah. So I think he kept his emotions well in check. Um, but Bevan is a guy that fights, and he's um, yeah. and the fact that he didn't really put on a sprint just shows that he would have been absolutely rooted. Yeah. But I think when it comes to a sprint in that situation, those guy, uh, the, the guy Frondano, probably he had nothing to lose. You you know, and he's probably never been in that situation before. And he just got fired up, didn't he? Like, yeah. yes, Whitford went, and Bevan just didn't even go with them, and no. then Fandino went, and it was like, you, the guy was a man possessed, you know, like he just had that magic that comes out sometimes, didn't and, he? And that's where experience probably is, is sometimes a negative thing, you know, you're probably thinking, well, I'll sprint here, or sprint yeah. there, and this guy's probably just going, right, I'm going to go, and I'm just going. Yeah. And he went, didn't he? Like, he just, he was a yeah, man possessed, it was great. So it was a good race, it was a good advertisement for triathlon. It was exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, like the whole race, you're like, oh, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, yeah. Mm. So it was uh, it was good stuff. Okay, was Bevan, you think Bevan was happy? I think he, he, was, he was stoked at the time, and he was still probably pretty happy. And he'll be he'll be satisfied and relieved. A good job, but yeah. he'll still keep going. Oh shit! I really want that gold. You know? He's been talking about coming back. Do you think he'll be able to? Because uh, he's a little bit older. In the I two. think he, I think he'll be able to. I think he'll, he'll be able to make the team if he wants to. I don't think he'd be able to win gold come um, if it's a flat course because it'll be a flat course and it'll be a runner's course, and yeah. he'll start to lose a little bit of speed over the next few years. So he'll still be a good strength athlete. But yeah. I think uh, come London, I think the standard running will have gone up again, yeah. and it'll be a real runner's race. It'll be a young guys' race, <clears> won't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Olympics overall. What do you think about the Olympics, mate? What, what you know? Like, tell us about it. I think. Uh, Great Britain were were fantastic, and um, that's going to be the topic of discussion this week. It's, Great Britain were. were not. Yeah, they were uh, had an incredible um, games, and so the top, we'll talk about the topic of discussion. But they. Uh, what about my tattoo? No, I vetoed that. Oh. That, can, that, can, that can come once we've got over the Olympic oh. bars. Once we've got over the Olympic love? bars, that can come in. Oh, <laughs> you vetoed my tattoo. So I I've only got a tattoo this week just for it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I thought what was really interesting, and, and I'm not slagging off Americans here in general, but yeah, the whole thing with the Olympics, when you look at the medal table, it's always done on the number of gold medals yep. that countries have got. Yeah. And so, you know, we finished 26th on gold medals. Yep. Uh, Great Britain were, were fourth or fifth. Yeah, and if you're equal in gold medals, then it goes on the next medals yeah. down. And so the NBC, just to try to keep interest in the Olympics, they do it on total medal counts just so Americans uh, are in front. Really? It was, it's an, a bit I, weak. I was embarrassed for you Americans. It was, it was, <laughs> I was embarrassed for you Americans. It was so weak because it's they put so, the NBC put so much money into it. That basically runs the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess if the, the Americans were having a pretty disappointing games in terms of gold medals. Well, it's just that the Chinese were so amazing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and then yeah. people are going to start turning off the TV, and they're not going to get all their revenue. So I thought that was um, that was pretty weak. And the Americans didn't. You know, I'm not sure compared to past years, it looked like they had a pretty poor yeah. number of gold medals. Um, and if you took Phelps out of that equation, they would have been really struggling. Yeah. So that uh, was interesting. The Chinese looked like they did a fantastic job. All the reports I've heard back from media and things like that, everything went fantastic, and it was better than than previous games. Security was good, but they had they were checking security at like the hotel before you left, rather than oh, really or um, you know not taking hours to get into venues. So it sounded like they did a fantastic job. In some situations, there wasn't a lot of atmosphere, like you see um, the, the Chinese just standing there. Yeah, you know, and very official. You got to do the rules, but yeah. they did a fantastic job by the look of it. 
Uh, drugs, you got something here about drugs? It didn't look like there was that many positive drug tests. No, no, but it's interesting. I was listening to something the other day, actually, now saying that there were some, but the thing is, now as, as a community, as the consumer, where you become immune to it? But, well, but there weren't any... You know, like in 88, when Ben Johnson, you know, it was such a new thing. It was so huge, wasn't it? And then now we're a little bit kind of like... The, the prestige events didn't get them, so there weren't okay. really any... There was only one track and field one. There weren't really any in swimming, and those are the ones that usually blow things out of the water. Yeah. The, the ones that, that, that happened were just like sports that pe- a lot of people didn't really give too much of a toss about yep. and they weren't star athletes if, if someone yep. like at a bolt or whatever a tested positive then so what, what, who do you think your athletes of the games were mm. the, the, the obvious ones I suppose yeah well, I mean everybody's talking about Phelps and, 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 and Bolt Bolt, um, Bolt was amazing wasn't he he, he was very very fast yeah. um, imagine you have to run that fast hold on <laughs> He's imagining. Yeah, that, that, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but imagine, it's phenomenal. You know, like imagine, oh, mm. nine point. What was it? Six nine or something? I, I thought the, I watched them a lot of the marathon. I thought that was fantastic. Was it? Um, really, they were just smoking it. Yeah, you know, broke the Olympic record by three minutes, and they just were to complete disregard for the heat, and they were just smoking, really just running consistently sub 15, 15 minute five k. So wow. whole way quicker than three minute k pace and. Oh, it was just awesome. Um, really? So that was, that, I really enjoyed the marathon. Be happy when they get rid of every single team sport in the Olympics. Um, uh, see, I disagree a little bit on that one. Uh, get rid of the teams. Get rid of, of soccer. No, no, things like handball and stuff like that. Uh, get rid of all team sports. Oh, um, I don't think it's going to happen, John. I don't think it's going to happen. Get rid of soccer. <laughs> yeah, soccer, yeah. I, oh, <laughs> you swore you got angry. No, so far out. Oh, far out. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think there's lots of debate there, but I think it's uh, it's becoming, becoming a bit of a joke. Okay, ITU's announced a Super Series. Tell me about the Super Series, John. ITU have done what we've talked what they should do in Ironman, is sort of having like a okay, like a, a World Series with premier events. So oh, they, I thought they had like a World Series. Well, no, they have, they've got a World Cup, which is like about 15 races around yep. the world. So what they're doing is they're basically saying, right, we're going to have six main events each year. Okay. They're kind of stupid. They're calling them World Championship events, which is kind of a bit misleading. Yeah. But they're going to have six big money races and all the big guns are going to be racing because that's going to be they're going to go be big, to, big money yeah and they're going to go head to head so, you so know. And then, well, that hurt the other races because obviously getting the big guns to your race is a good way to get your PR for your race if there's a six and those six are always going because you know how often does the top guys race a year maybe? Oh, they'll, they'll race a lot so you, the, the, then the other races they'll, they'll get thinner fields but I think this is definitely a really positive move okay. um, so they're going to have the, you know you can see the big guns going head to head because in, in the World Cup it, it does happen quite a bit like the Ironman series you'll get a few really good guys turning yeah. up at each race. It's still pretty close amongst them, closer than Ironman races, but I think this is going to be a really good move for them. It sounds like they've got a new big sponsor coming on board as well, which uh, so it's exciting times for, for the athletes. It's actually really interesting as well because it brings up the, the level of the sport because oh, yeah. if the top guys are always racing each other, you know, the level gets higher, doesn't it? And, you get um, more stars. Yeah, so, yeah, totally, yeah, and it also helps to promote. Good on ITU. Yeah, good on them. Okay, hi, John. Natasha did a short triathlon last weekend, 300 swim, 70k bike, 3.2k run. She won that race in 46 minutes and 48 seconds. Then midweek she did an aquathon, 500m swim, 4.5k swim. I did not find the results. And now this weekend, a sprint triathlon. The race was a sprint distance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she won that race in the final time of 104. Who's Natasha? Bateman. Yeah. So okay. Natasha's on her way back after her... 
crash in Kona last year. Yeah. Really interesting to see how she compares to the likes of Chrissy. Um, and we know she can bike like the wind. She's a terrible swimmer. But, uh, so strong runner as well. Yeah, t- strong runner as well. But it'll be interesting to see how she's getting on, how she can sort of back up um, against Chrissy. So looking forward to seeing Is how anyone going to push Chrissy? Well, Van Clerken's the only one that can sort of spring to mind, but I still think she'll be a little bit off the pace. Uh, but we'll find out next week. We'll ask Chrissy a few uh, Oh, nice work there, John. Nice work. Why is that, John? Because we've got the interview. We're doing it tomorrow. And we have to give a bit of a plug to you guys because we've mentioned on the show, look, we want to get Chrissy on the show. And uh, you guys delivered Gary Fegan. Was it Gary or Gavin? I think both of them kind of emailed her, and mm. I think Gary is the one I have to give the most credit to because... He went uh, onto their blog and actually wrote Yeah, she said she felt she had a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> but she said that's not a bad thing because she's single and she's looking for some love. <laughs> so if you have got any questions for Chrissy, you've got to uh, email them into us, but they have to be in by Wednesday evening... New yeah, Zealand, we're, yeah we're doing time. them literally get them in the next day if you hear this because we're pretty much going to be doing mm. this tomorrow and so it would, it would be good to have a few questions yeah 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 well you put something on the blog too didn't you yes I did and there are a few questions on there as well so if you want to put it on Athlinks it's great okay have we got many um Okay. We have to have a pause here, but uh, the hot topic of the week is brought to you by Art of Try. You go to artoftry.com, put in the discount code IMT78, and you'll get a discount. And uh, last, well, this week's topic of discussion was um, why oh, Bevan's w- getting slagged off here by Annette. I'm looking forward to reading that Am I one. getting slagged off, am I? Yeah, yeah, you can do Annette's. Okay, okay, here we go. You go, you go first. Okay. You go Gary, because I think she slags Gary off as well. Okay, um... Gary says that uh, the topic was why do women often not turn up at tri camps and they tend to be a guy dominated thing. So <laughs> it's it's quite good, <laughs> right? Okay, Gary said uh, they spend all their money on shoes. <laughs> right. I suppose that they're quite rightly concerned that it'll be uh, who can pee the highest competition with everyone trying to outdo each True, other. True, fair enough. Um, uh, when where camps are labelled as epic, then it's quite likely that this will happen for the girls. On top of the game, this is probably appealing as they'll be motiva- motivated to go a little quicker than normal for your middle of the pack age group girls, surrounded by a bunch of smelly, fart, um, farting tribe um, boars. Isn't probably up to their ideal top. That's one thing you're quite good at, isn't it? When you're farting, when you go running with John, he's, yeah. you're you're an amazing farter, aren't you? <laughs> I'm God, God, good he fart. can pop out like 15 in a row, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> It's like a machine gun. I'm going to ask um, Chrissy next week is whether you know racing guys sort of motivates her. Or oh, not. Well, it probably um, does. Probably does. Okay, so and Annette Lee, here we go. As the one who posed the question to John, I guess I should make a comment. Fegan, I don't, do, I don't do shoes, so that's me out on that question or equation, I should say. Chris, I don't do only woman things, so that can be can't be that either. I know for anything epic, I'm personally just not in the league and never will be. As for not being able to take part in the who can be the highest competition, believe me, us ladies have our own competition criteria, and we can fart <laughs> the best of the males. I guess the main reason for me not going on a camp is that inevitably a camp becomes a bit of a testosterone fest, and being a woman, I don't have a lot of that. I also think that a lot of age group women don't have the kind of confidence that men have. For men it's all grunt and groan. For women it's more of a psychological thing. Uh, We internalise it all, whereas I think men just do it. Perhaps we need a few pioneering 14-something women to go on camp with the boys to prove that they can survive May, oh, it's proving that's going to survive may help. Also, Bevan's got to stop thinking anyone over 40, 40, 35 has one foot in the grave, and any woman over 40 has to be grey haired, overweight, and menopausal. Think Cougar, little boy. <laughs> Go Cougar. 
Beautiful. There's some, there some cougars on the program I was watching on Sunday. Um, what was it called? Wipeout. Bloody funny little game show for me. I heard it was brilliant. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's good. Okay, and then Fagan's got any handbags in the <laughs> Annette was saying she's not into handbags and then uh, Christopher Day says I'm a lifelong cougar fan <laughs> and Annette, Annette and Fegan start, start uh, going back and forth a little bit she would do Zoe Cameron you do Zoe Cameron um, I don't agree with the comments from the guys above female triathletes um, are used to testosterone as most of them train with the guys every day and the comments about shoes bags and outfit changes don't reflect anything the girls know girls I know. Yep. I don't think Bevan or John ever said anything specifically to encourage girls to register for Camp Care Car. That may help. That's true. Also, it would be good to know that there will be other females on the camp. But the main thing that stopped me from attending Camp Care Car um, was there is in Europe. I would love to attend the camp in NZ Australia. Bring it on. Do they will do that? Oh, we certainly could do a few. We should do Australia it. camp. Okay. You know, because we could have a holiday. We could. Yeah, and, you know, have a camp in somewhere. See, I could tie that in with the family sort of side of things. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Not, not the family on the camp, do the camp, and then have the family yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at a holiday in Australia next year. Well, maybe we should so. do that next year. Okay, we'll look into I'm it. I'm off to Australia in a couple of weeks, actually. Well, you can do a bit of a reconnaissance. Yeah, I will. I will check it out. Shows, yeah. yeah, we've got Movie World. <laughs> so we're going to do a triathlon in Movie World. Cool. Okay, so this week we're doing triathlon uh, Iron Man tattoos. Uh, are we not going <laughs> to get your thoughts or anything? Oh, okay, I was just trying to be smart. <laughs> um, yeah, my thoughts, um, I can kind of see why most females would stay away from ones that are male-dominated, but it, it's definitely... Um, as you say, they do become a bit of a kind of who's got the biggest willy um, competition, and uh, and you know, and I suppose if you are not so confident in your ability, it's kind of hard to gauge camps as well, mm. the ability on the camps. And to be honest, we probably didn't promote the idea of females coming to Camp Kika, although we didn't say don't come, we didn't really promote it one way or the mm. other, but. Um, our camp would probably have been a great camp for a female to come to because it was achievable for everybody there. Mm. Like the training was by no means, you know, epic. It was just good solid training, you know, every day. And so, um, yeah, we just we just need to, we want to put a challenge out there to females uh, to turn up to camps. And you, basically, all you need to do is just contact the organizer of the camp and say, "Is this sort of suitable for my speed?" Yeah, um, you know, that's that's the main criteria for most camps. Is if uh, you know, if you. But one thing is, is that I've found on camps that it's not like it's a boy fest. Like, I suppose I'm a guy, but, you know, like Epic Camp. Oh, I don't know. No, I think Epic Camp is a bit of a boy fest. Oh, maybe it is. Um, Camp Kick Hard But I think it. the girls that come on Epic Camp absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and they really get they're into it. They're certain types as well, and very competitive and love competing with the guys. So I think Epic Camp is, is a different one. And uh, Are there female camps? There are definitely female camps. There are? Yep, so if a guy went on that? That's a good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so what we want to do is... Uh, <laughs> See if guys can break into any female camps and let us know what goes on within those camps. Yeah, and, and if you're um, single. And, and how, how that does actually differ from other camps that you may have been on. It would be interesting to hear. And for females out there, it would be interesting to hear. We'll, we'll check back on this blog. Um, if you For females that have been on women's only camps. And, yeah, let us know what they're like. And versus uh, just a standard camp, let us know what the difference is. And, uh, I don't, I don't think they'll be that different. Well. I think if you've got a whole bunch of females together, at the end of the day, it would be just like a testosterone fest. Mm-hmm. You know, like a they'd be all challenging each other because exactly. I think females are just as competitive as guys you know I don't mm-hmm. think that they're less competitive just because of their sex mm-hmm. I think females have that want to push themselves and and I, th- I think this is also another thing is just really encouraging you guys to try to get into squad situations and, and Annette is uh, somebody who, who for a long time didn't want to go to, to swim squad and she's gone along now and is absolutely loving it so yeah yeah exactly yeah. things like that just challenge yourself and <clears throat> and as I said the main thing is, is just ring up the <clears throat> organiser of the squad or the camp and just say well, well, this is my speed. Am I going to be able to keep up? And, and 
Because camps are a great way to improve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's focused. Yeah, they are good fun, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this week's discussion was going to be tattoos. But it's not. Can we do tattoos next week? Yeah, because we've, we've got to keep with the Olympic vibe, and then the Olympic vibe will be quite a way enough four years. Okay, well, the Olympic vibe this week. Does money make a difference for the countries to succeed at the Olympics? If not, what causes high performance programs to succeed? Mm. Mm. Well, they're saying New Zealand, each medal, each gold medal costs $10 I million. It pisses me off when they say things like that. You look a little bit annoyed by that, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's like each medal costs $10 million. You've got to think about everything else that's gone into four years between yeah. that world championship things and yeah. national championship yeah. things. So I think that's really annoys me. It's too. weak. And the other thing that really got on my wick was... Um, Come on, John. Let it out. The, the Minister of Sport or something oh, from New Zealand comes Trevor out. Trevor Mallard. Uh, no, he's been sacked. Oh, he got sacked, did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It was uh, big fatty, Cos- Clayton Cosgrove. Oh, Cosgrove, he used to come to the gym. <laughs> and, and he goes out and goes, oh, the Olympics have been great. Now we've got to invest in the juniors getting ready for London. And I'm like, mate, you don't have a clue. If people aren't John, already performing... John, John, it's time you got into politics. Uh, if, if you want to make a difference... If people aren't performing already on the World Cup, they've got no show. But you don't invest in juniors for four years down the track. You invest for juniors for like... 8 to 12 to 16 years down the track. Uh, so, what a moron. Uh, vote, what, are you that, voting Labour? I'm not voting Labour. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> because we've got morons like him in place. <laughs> so, anyway, so this week does really make a difference for the, the countries to succeed. And, you know, you just need to look at the medals table for this year and uh, and that, that might give you some indications. What's well, that's your answer? No. <laughs> I'll wait till next week for my answer, smart ass. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay, we're very happy to, on today's show to have uh, Stephen Bayliss, winner of Ironman South Africa this year, also multiple podium place getter and Probably most importantly, the winner of the Muscles of Steel 10K race. I reckon you've made it uh, yeah. so when you when you won that one. Yeah, I was the one I'm most proud of. <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome on to the show, Stephen. And um, sounds like you've been having a pretty good year so far. Yeah, very good. Yeah, improvement on uh, last year. And, and uh, yeah, it's about to get my first win in Ironman. It's obviously very special. But uh, yeah, the Muscles of Steel 10K was probably... Yeah, my biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one one thing we need to clarify here from the start. Uh, somebody sent me through a link on you've got a, a Team BB blog, and um, we, we must say that this interview very nearly got cancelled. Um, <laughs> John has issues with this, for the record. It, you, you spelt my name wrong. You, you put an E on the end. So if if you can if you can edit, I know that, but that's how you pronounce it. Uh, um, <laughs> You well, may you may need to go back and edit that season, post. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. So, um, for for the UK listeners, they probably know a reasonable amount about you. But um, just maybe fill us in a bit on your your sort of background before you got into triathlons. Uh, uh, from quite a young age, I guess uh, ten or so, I was swimming with uh, my local swim club called Nathedian, uh, and they held a triathlon each year and through that and my brother at school was getting involved uh, in triathlons one of the teachers there was very involved and encouraged him 
And so I started running as well and was a member of Croydon Harriers, the local run club, and just got really into everything triathlon. Uh, and up until about the age of 15, I was doing, you know, really concentrating on triathlon and trying to do the best I could in my age group. Uh, but then I got a few knee problems and concentrated. I could still cycle, so I just cycled, but couldn't run. And I got really into cycling and, you know, just wanted to be a professional cyclist and did all sorts of cycling, mainly cyclocross and road racing. Uh, but uh, I did that till I think the age of 21, 22, and then decided that I'm probably best at going back to triathlon, and that's probably where my talents maybe lie. Uh, so yeah, from the age of maybe 22, 23, I've been doing triathlon in the last four or five years, probably four years, doing long distance. So I think I read on your website that you, you, you actually went over to Europe and sort of raced sort of semi-pro for one season. What's it sort of like doing that? I mean, obviously we, we see the Tour de France sort of level and it's fairly, well, it's very difficult, but it's not, um, luxurious probably isn't the right word, but what for, for, for the guys that are sort of trying to break through the ranks, what, how does that sort of work for, for you and for when you went over there? Uh, well, I managed to wangle my way on to some uh, team. Because uh, I was doing fairly well in the UK. I won a national under-23 race and uh, I was doing okay. But, uh, yeah, I just was asking. I, I wanted to go and try and race for a team uh, on the continent. It could have been Belgium, France, Italy, uh, even Germany. There are a lot of teams for younger riders and, uh, or Italy. Anyway, and I managed to find a team that was looking for some riders, some UK riders, and three of us uh, went over uh, start of the year and, and started training and racing with a team called Bernardi um, out in Italy and uh, yeah it's very it's a brilliant experience uh, we all lived in two apartments there the whole team and um, a very international team I think we only had one Italian on the team <laughs> and uh, a Bolivian and a uh, Luxembourg lad who was uh, Frank Schleck and, uh, he's probably the only one out but the guys there oh. seems to have carried on and Obviously, he's, he's not bad, is he, now? <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite amazing. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite quite an experience. And obviously, the races out there are incredible. They, they're just like, you know, what you see, uh, you know, the classics and the World Cups. They're just uh, under 25s and uh, very, very competitive, like two under rider fields and wow. seriously competitive riders. And, uh, but the lifestyle, really, I'm, I'm very glad that I do triathlon now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's being a pro rider, particularly one that's not necessarily winning races, it's, it's quite a tough life. It is, you know, a matter of travelling around the whole year round from hotels. And, I mean, it's very difficult, for instance, to have a relationship uh, like I've got now with, with Bella, and it just probably wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so run us through your season this year. So far, um, Stephen, you've had a pretty successful year. Uh, you've been racing quite a lot. Tell us about how the year's been for you. Yeah, I was excited off with the muscles of steel 10k. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a big win. Uh, and I actually did another run race. We went to just prior to Ironman New Zealand. We did a little camp in uh, the Philippines. And I did a half marathon there, which I got second in. 
Uh, and then obviously went to Ironman New Zealand and hadn't been doing a hell of a lot of biking, so I was quite pleased with fourth place there. And then I guess it was maybe six, or maybe five weeks later, it was Ironman South Africa. And I think I got a little bit of strength in the bike at Ironman New Zealand, obviously four or five more weeks training, and uh, managed to pull off a win. Yeah, great. At, uh, and then since then, I'm in semi points to the UK, got second there, and Austria, I'm in Austria, second there, and recently Man, which is a great race, and I managed to get second, uh, second there. It's, been, it's, a, it's a good lineup this year you've had. So one of the questions I had for you and for a lot of the, the Team BB athletes is, you know, how many Ironmans have you got there? You've got New Zealand one, South four. Africa two, so there's four, yeah. and you've got some more planned for this year. How, how, do you, how do you sort of think you cope with that um, and racing so, so regularly when most people, you know, if they do an Ironman, they're, they're often wrecked for about, um, you know, four to six weeks afterwards. How, how do you sort of deal with it physically and mentally? Physically, I think we're, uh, or, uh, yeah, we're all pretty fit, so it probably doesn't take quite as much out of us as maybe others. But, uh, for instance, our main museum really was uh, preparation for you know, later in the season just to get a good race on the belt. And a lot of the races are good for training. And for me at the moment, I don't do a hell of a lot of biking and working on my running, and the races really give me a lot of bike strength. It's like my bike training almost. Mm. Uh, and mentally, I just, it's just, I mean, an Ironman week for us is easier than a mm. normal training day. Yeah, you've got, <laughs> you must have the week off and just one training day. So it's, it's, uh, mentally, I don't find it it's tough. I enjoy the challenge of it anyway. Uh, and yeah, I often see it as, as good training and preparation for other races coming up. So um, it's, it's been a big year for you. You know, you've finally cracked and got that kind of Ironman win for yourself. What's the difference between you know, because you had a kind of period there where you're kind of getting the thirds through to five fifths, and you know, winning. What was the difference? What's made that difference for you that now you know you can kind of win races? Uh, I think mainly it's a very steady improvement over the last sort of four years. I, I started off my first time I'm coming fourteenth. And then I had like a fifth and a sixth, and then yeah, all last year was kind of fourth and a second at Ironman UK. Uh, but a big difference was uh, two years ago meeting Brett at Ironman um, Brazil, and he kind of had a chat with me and really uh, thought I could do much better and was keen to, to help me. So that that probably was a big reason. I think I probably wouldn't have won an Ironman without meeting Brett. Yeah. So tell us a bit about um, you know, your Team BB set up there. I mean, we, we know you've got a good little training group there and, and that probably works well for you, but um, I mean, does that give you any financial security or, or what is it about that sort of team set up that has, seems to have everybody really thriving at the moment? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for us is that we really are a, a team. I mean, we've got Brett as the coach and, uh, I mean, I believe and we all believe he's the best coach triathlon coach in the world and uh, we, we respect him and he respects all of us uh, but we are very much a team and, and as you can see with the girls particularly it's the best Ironman girls team in the world at the moment and obviously they all train and together and they're racing each other every day and it's very very competitive um, 
that obviously that just brings uh, them all on. And, and we've got the same going with the guys, so a lot of them have been concentrating on the short distances, Ronaldo, Colucci, Rico Hug and, and Asia all trying to qualify the Olympics, as two of them did, and they've been very much focused on that. Uh, but it's the same sort of situation we, in training. It's a very competitive and challenging environment. I mean, if you, you can be the best in training, you're picking the girls, you're the best in the world, really. Mm. Mm, definitely. So, um, are you a gadget geek? And if so, what, what do you like to use? Like, do you use a heart rate monitor, a power meter, or anything else? And are you a real numbers man, or do you kind of like to go more on the feel of things? Yeah, definitely on the field I mean don't don't use anything even if I don't have a bike computer although I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to, to have all that stuff but no I don't use a heart rate monitor or, or anything uh, even in the race I don't wear a watch I like to just go on feel and I, I really feel as though if you, when you are using that stuff it can take away you know you really feeling how your body is doing and I think that's the most important thing in Ironman with nutrition as well, it's, it's the same as, as your effort. You know, you've got to really feel what your body's telling you and kind of go go with that. Does, that does, does anybody in Team BB have a hurry monitor or, or a? Um, <laughs> yes, I haven't found anybody yet that does. No, it's, I mean it's not. No, it's, there are occasions that uh, Brett would want us to stick to the hurry. It has happened, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 33 once. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> a little experiment or something, but no, uh, not not really. I think a few of the guys might wear them, but not, not really. So what, what's a um, what's a typical sort of weekly training volume for you? Obviously, it'll fluctuate a bit based on when you've got um, a race that week or you're sort of recovering for a week. But assuming you know it's just a st- fairly standard week, what, what sort of hours are you typically cranking out? Uh, it's probably around thirty. I don't actually log it. I like to just do what Brett does and then just do it and get on with the next day. You know, and just get on with it. I don't actually record. Everything, but it probably yeah, averages around, you know, thirty. Yeah, yeah, varies quite a lot. Do Do you do any speed work? I mean, um, uh, some of the stuff I've been reading about Brett's stuff is a lot of it is <clears throat> um, sort of aerobic endurance and a lot of steady state work and just repeating and repeating, repeating. Other than swimming, I mean, when you're out on the bike and the run, do you actually do any really, really hard work, or is a lot of it sort of Ironman pace, half Ironman pace stuff? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, in both, yeah, swim, bike, and run, there is, um, you know, party and race pace stuff in there. Yeah, definitely. On the, every week we'll do, we'll do some stuff. Uh, when you're training so much, you know, <clears throat> consistently doing 30 hour weeks isn't definitely not an easy thing. Do you kind of have your sessions that are your favourite sessions? And if so, what kind of are the sessions that you really seem to enjoy? Uh, well, obviously, or not obviously, but for, the chain is top secret and I can't give away <laughs> too much, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, I get favourite session. I, when we're here in Switzerland, just the ride, cycling around here is brilliant. So any, any ride you do, and the long rides are great around here. It's, it's literally, you know, in the, on the edge of the, the Alps and uh, you can, yeah, just anywhere. You go down on the flat and ride down Lake Geneva or, you know, or in the mountains and the snow-capped mountains everywhere. 
You've sort of moved through the ranks, which has been, you know, gives you a better perspective than some, some, somebody like, say, maybe Chrissy or somebody who's just come into the sport and always been at the very, very top, um, whereas you've sort of just slowly moved your way through the ranks. So you've probably mingled with quite a few age group athletes over the years. What, given your experience, what do you think a lot of Ironman age group athletes are, are missing from their training? You know, something typical that you see them a mistake they're often making. Um, I think, I mean, again, by myself, uh, I mean, I, I was up until uh, three and a half years ago working part-time and before that working full-time and trying to train on top of it. And the biggest problem with doing that is the recovery. I mean, you feel guilty for not doing the training. You know, I, I try and swim in the morning and I try and swim Monday to Friday every morning and I'd get to, you know, Tuesday pretty much and I wouldn't be able to get up on the Wednesday it's exhausting and it actually kills you for the rest of the week trying to push through that sort of thing because working and obviously a lot of age groups have families and other commitments it's uh, I think it's very important to try and get the, the you know less, less volume and get in the quality training and not do aim at doing maybe what we're doing 30 hours a week or whatever crazy volume uh, just get the consistency of training. Yeah. And making sure your sessions are, your key sessions are good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, the good quality you know, key sessions. So you sort of mentioned that um, Brett Sutton was a, was a key sort of point in, in sort of redefining your career. And there's been so much said about him and his training methods. I mean, obviously you said the group environment is really good and that's helped you a lot, but is the actual training you're doing massively different to what you've done in the past? And, and if so, what, what are the main differences? No, not, not the biggest thing uh, is the environment he creates with the, the obviously, uh, all elite level athletes and uh, it, it makes, he makes it easy for the sessions. But it's, uh, um, it's not massively different to yeah, what lots of people would be doing I guess it's the way it's all put together it's all got a purpose it's all got a reason and, uh, and we're all very individual you know on any given day there could be you know five different sessions going on um, that's I think what, what's so great about uh, Brett and the coaching it's uh, very very specific to triathlon and to the individual Hillary was telling us that she did a um, an indoor marathon <laughs> on, <laughs> on a treadmill, on a treadmill in, a in a hallway or something. Have you done uh, any? You <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any really stupid sessions? I've uh, one other story I heard once was um, that Brett taped kickboards to somebody somebody's arms and made them swim with kickboards on their arms, or doing like 400, 400 repeat four hundred meter track repeats yeah. in wetsuits. Have you done any really anything really stupid with him so far? Yeah, yeah, there's the three main key sessions three. of the week: <laughs> the kickboard the tape kickboard to the arms, arms. Oh, kickboard day. Eh? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, as I say, it's you know, it is top secret, obviously, all our training. But yeah, it is. There isn't anything that anyone else isn't really doing, probably. But it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, I think it's probably just. Uh, the way we do it and when we do it and how that puts it all together that's the, 
the cube and the environment we're in. Well, the one thing we've noticed here, and particularly from Team BB, is that you know the female side of things they just seem to be all stepping up to a huge you know big improvement you know like back you know somebody was breaking the records and all this kind of yeah. stuff what's what's your perspective on that why do you think what's happening with the girls that you think is making such big change in the results they're getting um i think a big thing is Chrissy coming along uh and she's raised the bar and all the other girls every day is trying to match what, what Chrissy's doing really and uh, yeah I mean I think basically the girls is, you know we've got five of the best girls on um, athletes in the world and you know I think as I said earlier they're just all pushing each other and challenging each other to, to go faster and faster yeah uh, and you look at what Belinda did uh, yesterday on the bike at uh, Ironman Canada yeah crazy and, uh, I think Rex Dry is uh uh, put on our forum today that he thinks it's the best female bike ride in Ironman history and if you look at it I think she's only 12 minutes slower than the men's fastest men's bike I think that's right did you, did you notice uh, she was time might not be fastest ever but it really is compared to the men's but very very impressive did, did you notice she was 10 minutes in front of Gordo off the bike oh was she <laughs> well that's, that's nothing to be ashamed of <laughs> <laughs> nice response very political of you. And I, I was uh, eight minutes behind her, I think, off the bike and roads. So oh, really? <laughs> she, she does look to be riding yeah. pretty strongly. Um, oh, yeah. We've, uh, you know, obviously with, with Team BB, you've got your own personal sponsors and so on. Is there anything sort of um, cool or funky you're doing with any of your sponsors, or do you want to give any of them um, a bit of a mention in terms of uh, any updates they might have? Um, I, I don't actually you know because it's a UK product, but I'm on the bottle, uh, bottle of... Uh, a milkshake. Oh, nice one. At the moment, I am banana flavour. I believe I'm being moved to chocolate flavour. Oh, nice. I prefer chocolate myself. In innovation, they've got a uh, vanilla, organic vanilla to come out. Do you get to be on that one? No, I don't think so. I think, no, just with chocolate. You're sweet, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're sweet. <laughs> what was the name yeah. of the name? Uh, for Goodness Shakes. Oh, it's perfect. Right. Uh, Good for all you UK listeners, you can get hold of them. Yeah, by as many as you can. <laughs> well, very good for you, though. It was great. Great recovery drink. Best food ever. <laughs> and um, yeah. if, you, if you're keen to find out a bit more about Stephen, go to stephenbayless.net. We'll have a link up on our site. It's a very funky-looking uh, yeah. site. A bit yeah. of music playing there. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's all looking good. And you can find out, obviously, their blog. and uh, Or otherwise, you can go to the Team B Bleach. Team BB site and we've got the forum on there and, and blogging as well. So I noticed you you all seem to call um, call Brett the boss. Yeah. And and yeah. I also noticed that he had some fairly encouraging tips for you. I was reading your blog from from Embram. He said um, when you when you came off the came out of the off the bike, I said it's like hurry the f up. <laughs> what the yeah, hell are you doing? He's quite blunt, you know, to the point. And uh, that was kind of what I should be doing, so he told me. And that's what I did. And you, you delivered. Hey, um, it's great to have a race. Yeah. you got, um, you know, obviously you've got a few more months left in this year. Are you doing Kona, and if so, is it a big driver for you? And uh, what's the rest of the plan for the rest of the year? Uh, got, first got Ironman UK in uh, just under two weeks. Yep. Uh, but then, yeah, Hawaii's a, a big aim. Uh, this year, maybe it's not. I mean, I probably wouldn't be doing Ironman UK uh, next year if it's on the same 
foot goal. Uh, but uh, yeah, in the future, that's the big, big goal. Uh, this year, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming at it. I'm just going to try and do my best. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to go to clear water as well. Sort of oh, okay, cool, thing. great. Oh, going over for the old draft fist. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Have you done Conan before? No, never been. So this will be first time. So going for you know check it all out and whatever. But yeah, really going to give it a good go. Uh, yeah. And um, do you know who's racing Ironman UK? Who your sort of main competitors are there? Uh. I don't know. I couldn't get to start with stuff, actually, this, the other day. Uh, but I do know that Scott and Red Lee, who beat me last year, is yep. going to be there. Uh, and also another Scottish lad, Fraser Cartmel, apparently, is doing his first Ironman. Uh, he won 70.3, you say. Uh, so I think he'll be tough and tested. I don't know, other than that. I guess Brian Rose is going to be there this year, because he just won Canada. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I really would love to win win that one, obviously. Yeah. Do, do the double with Bella. Yeah, exactly. Another double. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Awesome. Oh, thanks very much for your time, Stephen. We know you're uh, an early-to-bed sort of fella, so we'll let you get yeah, off. Yeah, way past my bedtime. <laughs> Catch a few Zs. Bella, Bella will be asleep. Bella's work fast asleep. <laughs> Go give her a little nudge. <laughs> yeah. And um, all the very best for the rest of your season, and uh, thanks for your time, and say hello to all your, your Team BB mates, and um, and we'll hopefully be in touch with you after maybe your next Ironman win to hear all about it. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you, John. Thank you, Bevan. Hey, mate. Good luck. And I'll change your spelling on the forum. <laughs> Questions and answers. We're going to do an age group for the week and all that stuff this week because we're well, running out of time. <laughs> running out of time. Jazz theme this week. Oh, uh, we are. We're deep, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I, I studied jazz for a while. Did you know did that? You? Oh, really? Yeah, I did a oh, jazz okay. course. And uh, it's interesting music, jazz, because yeah, basically there's no rules. Oh, okay. Well, there's rules, but there's a lot freer than other music. Oh, yeah, okay. you, you have your jam and. You'll nice. be good at jazz, I think, too, yeah. John. How's the album coming along? Actually, really good. I've got eight songs finished. Porno's coming around Friday night. Yeah. And we're having a jam session because he's coming to Christchurch and uh, send him through the words. I'll tell you what I'll do this week. I'll put the words because I wrote, you remember, oh, yonks ago, I wrote High Risk Racer. I don't remember. You, remember you talked about Kieran Doe being a high risk racer? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said I'm going to write a song about it? Yeah. Well, I wrote a song about it. And so I put the words on the website this week nice. High risk racer. Oh, it's the best song ever. I may even read it out next week. There um, you go. The other thing we've got to consider is our challenge, Wanaka. Got the entry. Oh, Porno's keen. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll do a team. We're doing a team. Yeah. You're going to do what? I don't mind what I do. I don't want to do the run. I'll do the swim or the bike. Okay. So I don't. That doesn't mean I'm doing the run, does it? Well, you, you can do the bike. I'm making Porno's keen on the run. Okay, well, we'll talk to Porno about that. Yeah, so challenge Wanaka will be there. Ah, oh, team, what are we going to call ourselves? Team Kiakaha. We could do. Oh, or maybe we let you guys choose our team name. Okay. Yeah, we'll let you guys choose our team name. We'll do that one week on the discussion. Yeah, there we go. After the tattoo. Exactly. After the tattoo. <laughs> so we've just got a few comments rather than questions today. First one was um, from Ken Wallace, where we talked about their swim across Yeah, they had lake. a bit of a tough day, didn't they? Fortunately, the weather didn't really play their, play the game. But they just wanted to say thanks for all the guys that uh, donated to the cause, yep. and they're going to try to come up with some new challenge, but they didn't manage to... Terrible, terrible weather, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was swimanything.com, was it? Or yes, something like, like that. that. Yep. You've listened to a couple of shows ago, so a bit of a shame about that. Um, Ollie from Camp Kierkehard, just a quick note to let you know that 
Uh, he, the Alvin Connor stuff that we gave him on the camp, he just thinks it's absolutely awesome and he's been using it and he just loves it. He wants to marry it. It does. Yeah. He has married it. Yeah. divorced his yeah. wife and yeah. he's remarried Alvin been Connor. been issues in their family, but, <laughs> um, but he's not smelling, so he's no. happy. Yeah. That's good. So, hey, hey, get on to Alvin Connor. It's really great stuff. Uh, we both use it and we think it's great and it's great to see Ollie thinks it's great as well. So uh, Gavin Rogers, who's always a regular contributor to the yeah. show, he's we're going to have a link up on the site. Uh, yeah, I think Gavin did the race with... Was it given? Oh, it was, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, Dave Scott was over in the UK for the London Triathlon, which was on a few weeks ago. It's quite a good interview, actually. Did you watch it? I had a quick look yeah. at it. Um, that means you didn't. I know, I did. Oh. Annie Emerson did it. You probably don't even know who she was, the interviewer, do you? Yeah, she's, she's a she's former she's World Duathlon champ, I think. Oh, she, okay. uh, she was quite a consistent performer in the World Cup. So they've got an interview on try247.com. Um, we'll put a link up there with Dave Scott, just talking to him for a good sort of five to ten minutes. And he did the race over there and the team. He did the swim bike. I'm pretty sure he did it with Kevin. Yeah, I think he probably would be right. Oh, he did it with one of our listeners, either yeah. way. And he was second out of the <coughs> swim. And I think he could have been second off the bike as well. So it sounds like he's in good swim bike Did you shape. see what he was saying? He... he, he, he he backs himself, doesn't he? Did you yeah. see his timing he was predicting for Kona? Yeah, it was really fast. Yeah, he's yeah. going, oh, we have to swim 50, and we have to ride 4.45, and you know, hopefully go sub three. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, hey, Dave Scott, I'm not going to doubt the guy. You're going to call him out old, but yeah. you're not going to doubt him. Okay, well, I'm doubting him. <laughs> so that'd be what? It, that'd be a... Nearly an 8.30. Yeah, it'll be, uh, be fast. Uh, it, 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 it sounds highly unlikely he's going to make a start line. but um, <laughs> That's why you can talk it up, eh? Yeah. Oh, I think I'll go 8.5. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll see how he goes. So we'll put a link up there, interview with Dave Scott. Um, oh, now Kendall Gray was saying that he was watching the Olympics and he's kind of wondering, they've, often they've got the drops on their bikes with the aero bars and uh, on regular handlebars, not like TT bikes. Why are they doing that in the Olympics? Uh, first thing is you can't have forward facing handlebars when you're doing drafting races so you can't have sort of the bullhorn type um, handlebars and then when it comes to aero bars there's certain rules and restrictions on that why do they even have aero bars? Um, well, you use them a bit. Guy. Yeah, no, use them a bit if you're on if you're on the flat section and really cranking it, or if you're getting dropped or something like that. You often get down on them. But if you're sitting in the middle of the bunch, you won't. Um, so so it seems a little bit dangerous because then the bunch guys are on them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so the rules with the aero bars are they need to be joined. So you can't just have the sort of stick aero bars. They need to be joined, and also they can't go through. They can't go beyond. It's either your brake hoods or the centre of your. Um, your axis of your front wheel, so yeah. that you can't actually have very long aero bars. So, so you can't go up someone's bum, basically. Yeah, yeah. So those are the main rules. So you can't have forward f- uh, bullhorn. So that's why everybody's just got the standard um, handlebars. Because they're basically riding road bikes, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah. you also need to be able to change gears a lot more because there's a lot more gear, um, yeah. terrain changes and, and speed, speed changes. changes yeah. So that's why they don't have the uh, the TT sort of setup. Given meeting Dave, Dave Scott, uh, Michelle Dillon called him Mark Allen. Hmm, so it was, uh, shows the naivety. It shows, Bevan, that you're not just the only naive person. Obviously not. No. Um, in, in terms of short course racing, Michelle Dillon, who's a World Cup racer, <laughs> went and saw Dave Scott and called him Mark Allen, so he was thrilled about that. And you've got this big other thing here, but which we're going to save that for, okay. for next week. I need to send my special. Oh, uh, this is um, from M. Power, Power Cookies M. She's got her bike up for sale. <gasps> when are those week. biscuits coming through? Uh, in the next week, I think. She's in town this week, so. She's got some new biscuits coming through for us to try. We're going to do a live taste test. Are we allowed to say what, what she may be doing? Yep. Uh, no, Em's trying to sell her bike at the moment. Okay. She, she won the Coast to Coast on this bike. It's a specialised Tarmac 207, full carbon, Shimano 105. Uh, and Altegra Cranks. It's a pretty small bike. It's only 49 centimetres. Uh, never crashed. And she basically won the Coast to Coast on it last year. So anybody in New Zealand is looking for a new bike, 
get onto M's She's website. She's pretty cheap. She wants 2.9 for it. Or two point five nine million. Yeah. Uh, or no, two no, two thousand. Basically three grand, because um, to basically cover the wholesale costs. So it's pretty cheap. So if you want a bike, do we get do we get commission on this? We, we could do. Yep. So uh, get in touch with us or M, and we'll we'll put you onto that if you're if you're somebody small in New Zealand wanting your bike. Yeah, great. Um, but she's gonna be trying selling cookies overseas. Oh yep, yep. That's going to be coming. We'll talk about that next week once we've got them here. Okay, that sounds good. Sponsors: Athlinks.com. Athlinks is the one place where you can store all your results. And one thing we want to encourage people to do on Athlinks is uh, obviously join it if you haven't. And we know there's literally thousands of you that listen yeah. that have not hundreds of thousands. Uh, just join up there, claim all your results. One thing that'd be really cool is we've got our Ironman Talk page on Athlinks and a really good place to just post your, um, if you've done a race report, just post it up there. Then people have got the option of choosing to look at it or not choosing to look at it. Put a few pictures up there and then we can just get a little bit of a community sort of thing rolling and that's the whole idea right there is to have a bit of a community. And uh, it's often good, you know, we often get people sending race reports with um, five megabytes worth of photos on them and yeah. it's just a cool place to put it all up in one place send people emails with a link saying if you want to read my race report here it is there's pictures up there as well um, rather than clogging up people's um, inboxes with uh, five if you, if you have files. Gmail it wouldn't be a problem well you need to get Gmail I don't want Gmail you do I don't because you want to be complaining right now so, uh, one thing they do do is if you're on Twitter mm-hmm. which I talk about often mm-hmm. and a few people follow me on Twitter which I like mm-hmm. um, mine's bevanjamesisles.twitter.com right but um, they have athletes have a page on there, so if they have updating things, they let you know what they're updating on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Andrew uses it quite well. So if you want to check that out, just uh, find Andrew um, on Twitter, and yeah, mm. it'll be all good. Um, okay, who we got next? Trybuys.com. So if you want to take advantage of the free shipping, you yeah, need get to on do now. that. ASAP. Can we tell them what they're going to do afterwards? Yeah, so after, uh, basically, the shipping was a great promo idea, but it, it is expensive to ship things free around the world. So um, it's still going to be if you spend $500 US or more. So if you you're still going to buy free shipping. Yep. free shipping. So if you're going to buy a new bike or some racing wheels, or a whole or, lot of stuff at once, or a wetsuit, or you could team up with somebody. You know, if you're going to get <clears throat> a couple of you're going to get a pair of shoes yeah, or a great. couple of wetsuits. Yeah, and you're in the same place. Just team up with them, and um, you'll still get free shipping. So it's going to go up to five hundred bucks. Still a good deal. Um, still free shipping for two hundred within the states. The states. Yep. But anywhere else in the world, uh, it's gone up to five hundred, unless you get in in the next couple of days. So make sure you get on there to trybuys.com for Kiwis and Aussies and so on. You're still going to find that buying stuff in the states is still massively cheaper yep. um, than buying in New Zealand. So uh, get onto that. Get the transition bag. Transition bag, but the, the blue 70 bag seems better than that. But you could buy the transition bag off there. They've got a blue 70 bag here then. So look, they have got, they have done, they've got it. There you go. Uh, this blue 70 bag is $100 US, and that is a good quality. Why bag. is it good? I was using, um, I was borrowing Ian and Julie's from Pyrenees Multisport when I was over in France. It's, it's cool down the bottom, it's got the um. It's got a compartment which is sort of sealed off where you can put your wetsuit. So if your wetsuit's all oh, so wet, it doesn't wet the rest of your so bag. You put that in there, uh, and then you've got the rest of your bag is all dry, and it's got lots of little compartments. So it's a bloody good bag. Good thinking, Batman. Okay, lastly, we're coffees of Hawaii. Oh, just thinking about that coffee. <laughs> oh, it's early morning. It's time morning. What is yeah. it? We, we cracked seven thirty. No, it's eight o'clock. Oh, mate, it's five past eight. We've been here since six thirty, <laughs> cranking away. We love this place. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Again, we've got discount code there. I am talk. So when you buy your stuff, um, go to the checkout, put in the code I am talk. Is it? Well, it's on our website. What is it? 
Go on, go on, go on here. I'll beat you to it. Oh, no, go, oh yeah, you're there. <clears throat> it's I am talk. I am talk. And that gives you 20% off. It's good deals. You know what that is, John? It's a no-brainer. <laughs> you're a bit tired, mate. Oh. <laughs> it is a no-brainer. <laughs> now, Albert, I want to know if you're doing Hawaii or not. Is he doing Hawaii? Oh, I don't know. We've got to get him down every Epic Camp as well. Do you think he'll come back? He'll come I back? don't think he will, but we've got to encourage him. You've got to defend your title, Albert, on Epic Camp. You can't just win. You know what? I might try to take it out next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't give too many spawn points, but. <laughs> if you've made your intentions clear, yeah, but all, no. all of a sudden I've just multiplied this. Because <laughs> the problem is. Like last year, you just—if you couldn't swim, if you're not a strong, <laughs> ultra-strong swimmer, it was just no point. And you know, like there's no—and you just basically made it a you, Gordo, and Albert race. Well, now, what I'm gonna—I uh, haven't talked to Scott about this yet, but um, I'm not happy. I'm gonna bring in some because we've got some timed swim points to motivate people for swimming, um, and you've got to swim hard. I think what we'll try to do is bring in some some timed things for running and for cycling. So you've got to maybe yeah. go, go to the track and do some 1K reps at the track at yep, a certain That's time. cool. It just needs to be a little bit swim focused and, yeah. you know, if I'm going to try to take it out. So I think we can make some changes to the, the run, but probably to the bike. There's enough bike points available and you can pick up enough points through KOMs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, my question is, are there any nut bars coming? Because I'm not that keen. <laughs> oh, there's, um, there's one or two indications of people that are fairly swift. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't care about speed, guys. There's more than nut bars, you know, Montgomery. There's a Montgomery there's always There's always the nut bar coming <laughs> Because the nut bars just destroy it. So you can get on to Coffees of Hawaii from the tiny island of Molokai. Buy online. Oh, and you've, so if you've actually got a wholesale shop, now I'm sure a few of you guys may own a calf, maybe contact them about retail relationships. Mm. Nice. That's nice. Good. And giving back, we support the revitalization of both culture and ecology in our home, the Hawaiian and then the Hawaiian Hawaii. 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 That is why we donate 1% of all revenues to this cause. Great so stuff. Environmentally so. friendly country company, coffeesofwaii.com for all your coffee needs. Uh, if you've got any email questions, send them through to ironmantalk at gmail.com. Remember, one thing that we've, you know, if you could do anything for us this week, go onto iTunes and suggest it to a friend. So you go to iTunes, you look up Talk, comes to our homepage. If you want to put some feedback, because we love it when you guys put feedback about the show on there, but they have a thing where it says recommend to friends. Now, what it does, you click on that, you put your friend's email address in there and just put a comment in saying, you know, it's a great show I love. Obviously, give it to someone who likes Iron Man, and that way it's a great way to build the community. Um, if you buy anything on Amazon, go through our store, we get a little commission. John's coaching website, coachjohnnewsom.com. We're actually trying to see if we can get an, because um, we've been talking about audiobooks a lot recently, and so... Maybe today I'll look into that. We're going to see if we can get a link on our website, which gives us a little bit of commission if you're going to buy an audiobook, which uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys do. I definitely do. Um, also, what else? Um, oh, Forever Fitness, if you want to join that, it's ishambevan.com. And if you're struggling with your flexibility, we've got a link to a really good stretching book on imantalk.com as well. Yeah, promotion we can get in there. <laughs> if you want to donate to the show, he's just about to donate recently, didn't they? Like I'll give him a plug. Oh, mate, but sometimes people don't want plugs. Well, maybe, maybe they do. Well, yeah. I'm going to give him a plug. Dicing with death there. John Vickers. Nice work, John. Yeah, it was lovely. It yeah. makes a day when you give donations because we kind of don't ask for them. When people give donations, I don't know. Like you, you just asked for one then, though. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donate all you want. Yeah, give us, give us, give us your life savings. It means we've got some money for doing some It's going to be a long show, John. Like it's going to be a very long show. We deliver. This could be like an hour and a half. From, from what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm told, it's raining in a lot of parts. It's raining in New Zealand a lot, so people want sessions for wind trainers. This is going to be a long show. And what, let's just guys, get, what do you have to do this week? I'm not doing anything. It's, it's week over. 
No, we're, not, we're trying to finish the show. No, what am I doing for the rest of the show? We've got a strategic planning meeting tonight for our triathlon. Club. Oh, back it up. Uh, what else have I got on? Um, just regular week. I'm, we're DIYing, putting you know what? on the house on the market. Joe, my partner. All oh, right. Named out. Named out. We're going to get a second name. No, I'm just saying. No, just Joe. We'll ba- do for now. Baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. She's going away for two weeks. Oh dear. Oh, it breaks my heart. So I might get some some extra Ironman talk work done. Yeah, I'm doing some training today. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Getting my cardio in other ways. Anyway, we're going to wrap up. We're going way too long. Okay. Uh, I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kaha.